Hey guys, welcome to another Super Stack Sunday, episode two. And this week, uh, it's Mother's Day, and we have some stuff to talk about. Um, if you guys have followed Super Stack Sunday on the uh, New Leaf Studios Instagram, then this is something I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, but just didn't get a chance to because we started to transition from what was essentially Super Stack Sunday as a blog into this now podcast. Um, what we're going to be talking to today is about C2E2 2020 and my experiences there. Um, you may or may not have seen some of the photos, so I'm just going to kind of go a little in-depth into um, my experience this year and some of the people, awesome people I got to meet um, and some of the stuff I was able to pick up at that convention this year. Um, it all kind of starts with, um, for me, uh, being a big comic book collector um, and like an up-to-date, like current reader. I always like to, when it comes to C2E2, my main goal is to try to meet people in terms of like artists and more specifically writers as much as I can. So um, my preparation does ex uh, is a bit of like extensive, but to me, I feel like it's super worth it. Um, basically, the way that it started off was I basically just studied that list of guests who were going to be there this year um, as best as I could and kind of just uh, basically just kind of like figure who I wanted to meet the most um, and who and what was like the best way to do it. If you're so just kind of like a tip, if you're going to a convention or if you like for the first time and you really want to meet someone specific, it's always good to have a map, which every year when they update their, um website they do post a, a pdf version of the show floor pretty much like anything that or any room that has any sort of like event going on uh that for for the convention uh for the days of the convention they're gonna have like a map or like at least um give you like a room number to where's what um it's really kind of up to you though to just kind of like figure out um in detail, just like a lot of reading, just like a lot of looking, all that stuff is posted, all that information is there online for you to like view. Um, but specifically what I did is uh, through my job, I was actually lucky enough to be able to laminate my map and instead of like go back and forth on my phone and kind of like figure out who's going to be where and what would be who to see first and how to kind of like maneuver and just how I wanted to take care of that. Because um, like I said, my main thing is uh, comic books and going to meet these people and artists and writers that I really admire and stuff like that. Um, so going off the first things first, I was able to meet the current writer of Marvel's Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Nick Spencer, and the artist was also there, Ryan Otley. Um, Nick Spencer has been doing, in my opinion, a really, really good job on this spider-man run i'm really enjoying it especially because it feels like he's kind of bringing it back to some of the like simpler um versions of spider-man while also bringing in like new and fresh ideas in terms of like what he's um writing about like there's some things that i think are really interesting like in the first couple issues like spider-man uh has to go back to college because during that time where he was in school, him and Dr. Octopus switched bodies and essentially Dr. Octopus finished his schooling for him. So it seems like from his like finals and tests and works and studies that um, there's no way to basically unprove that 
Peter Parker plagiarized some of his work from Otto Octavius, who also went to that uh, same college um, years ago. So he kind of has to start all over again uh, with the fall of his like Parker Tech or like Parker Industries company. Um, he's kind of just like back to square one, which I thought was super interesting. But one of the twists is you know, he's back in school and one of his teachers once again is Doc Connors, who is kind of stuck in his lizard form. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but beyond that, I'm truly a big fan of this artist, um, Ryan, Ryan Otley. Um, maybe pronouncing his name wrong, but Ryan Ali, he's done such amazing work. His artwork is just so distinguishable, like just from everything like this, you couldn't miss it. Um, I'm a really big fan of like a lot of artists that have such like very, very unique styles that just like stand out to me um, more than anything. And Ryan Ali is definitely one of those uh, type type of people. I didn't really first discover his work until I stumbled upon a book by image comics called invincible if you haven't checked out that book you really should like beyond the be the writing the story the artwork it's all great uh it's definitely not something i'd show off to like kids or anything uh it is like a really graphic book but i was lucky enough to have both of them sign my amazing spider-man issue number one and issue 31 specifically issue 31 uh because it just has such a beautiful cover to me. It's the it's a tie-in of the Absolute Carnage like spin-off and it's just this really amazing cover of Ryan Otley uh done by Ryan Otley where Spider-Man is like ripping a Carnage symbiote off what looks to be uh Sandman and or even Norman Osborn and it's just so detailed the the sharpness, the lines of it all. Like it's such a great cover. I could not have not got this signed. Probably could have got more, but I just couldn't think of what else that I thought would have been really, really cool to get signed. Um, beyond that, Ryan actually had stuff that he was selling um, and working on, which was really cool. At his booth, uh, I, I watched him do a uh, a commission work for a Spider-Man drawing on like an all-black uh, blank variant. So he, it was really cool. He was drawing Spider-Man on this all-black variant blank cover, um, just using a white marker. So, like, indicating, like, a black Spider-Man. I was able to pick up and purchase a graded um, Spider-Man issue 16 by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Um, it's a 9.8 sign, which is really good. So the way that this kind of works is uh, whenever you see a book that's graded, the higher the number, the more value it is, especially like in terms of like the condition as well. So this is like a really, really good condition. Um, I bought this for maybe like 150 bucks, um, which may sound crazy to some of you, um, may sound like a deal for others. This is my first book, uh, graded book um, by CGC. So that was really, really cool just to have. Um, this is a second printing though, but it is such like a really beautiful cover of like some of Spider-Man's like more animal-based villains. So that was really cool. I was lucky enough to grab that from him. Then moving on to the DC side a little bit. Let's see. I was able to meet. It was. Oh, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm stick with Spider-Man. I was able to meet uh, Leah Williams, who was super super nice. Um, writer for Marvel who wrote the Amazing Mary Jane series. Now, to be honest, this series was really, really interesting. Um, it's not kind of what you would expect it to be. Um, it really has very little to do with Spider-Man, um, which 
was kind of interesting. Um, basically, for like the first five issues, or for like the first handful of like the the first arc, uh, Mary Jane is still trying to be like an actress, so she's off to Hollywood trying to like um, become like a big celebrity, sort of. And she gets offered this role in like a superhero movie, ironically enough, where she like helps um, Spider-Man or like helps like a version of Spider-Man in this movie, like defeat the Sinister Six. But what you end up discovering is, and this is a bit of a spoiler, the director ends up being Mysterio, um, who doesn't have bad intentions at all. He just really wants a chance to like make this movie. So that was pretty uh, interesting. It's... I bought this book because not there. I bought this. I have like a handful of these, um, maybe like the first five. I have this rule for books. Uh, whenever you're buying books or starting a new series, typically the first story arc runs about five to six issues, maybe eight, depending. Um, and if I can't, if I'm not hooked within the first five issues, or if I don't really want, if I'm not interested in the like conclusion after the first five issues, I'm probably not going to keep reading. Um, so that was kind of what happened here. After the first handful of issues, it just kind of failed to catch my attention. But I, in terms of the story, but I really enjoyed the like idea of this that you know, at the same time they were making like the Lois Lane book which is cool too, but I really wanted to stick with Mary Jane just for right now. The idea that like, she's not just Spider-Man's girlfriend. She's capable and she's able to do other things. Something that probably should have been done like a long time ago. And Leah Williams was so kind. Uh, it was her first time being at C2E2, so she didn't really have much at her, at her booth. She was really there doing a lot of X-Men stuff because she's going to be doing a lot of work on the new, uh, I believe it's X-Factor... Forgive me if I'm wrong. I I missed that announcement because I was like waiting in line for somebody else, and I'll get to that in just a, just a minute. Um, already like halfway into my time, but super nice. I was able to just kind of like pick her brain a little bit as a writer, like just kind of um, pull her process a little bit. So that was that was really really cool. Um, so yeah, Amazing Mary Jane number one signed. Very very cool. Um, going over to the DC side. Now, I was able to meet and have my Batman number 86 signed by James Tynan IV. Um, really, really nice guy. That long was massive. It was such a long line. And you know what? When it comes to stuff like this, and it happened to the other person I'm going to talk about in just a minute, I, sometimes I always feel, <laughs> sometimes I feel bad um, because I'm that guy with like that one very specific book that I want. That's maybe not like super, super like crazy or like hard to find or anything. And there are people like in front of me that have like these really like old books that want to like get them, you know, like to bring them to get them signed, like really, really hardcore, um, books. That's like, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know, why didn't I go out and grab that? Or man, I saw that on the way here and I should have bought it, but I didn't think about it, you know, to get it signed. So there I am in this long line of people trying to get like all these things signed and with my one little book. But see, here's the thing. For people that know me, I'm not the biggest Batman fan. I'm way more of a Superman fan. Not that I don't like Batman. He's cool and all. But I wanted to get back into Batman. Something was like, let me check this out. Let me see what this is about. Because um, this is the new arc the reason why 86 as opposed to like number one is because this is was the first book that he wrote. This is going into his storytelling of Batman. Um, and the first issue was really, really good. Like I 
am still reading this Batman. I'm still not fully caught up, but it was really good. Like I, a, a Batman book hasn't hooked me in a long time, but this one did it really easily, which was crazy. Um, I find most Batman books are kind of like hard to keep up with. The only Batman book beyond this one that I stuck with was Scott Snyder um, and his uh, Court of Owls. And I wasn't, e those were so good. I wasn't even able to like buy them issue by issue. I just couldn't keep up. So I ended up buying the uh, paperback, like the the thick volume of like all of these, those comics put together. But this one hooked me like instantly. Like I couldn't wait to read the other ones. I'm still reading through them all. I have a lot more books I still have to pick up. Probably do that soon. Um... So super nice to meet him. And I told him, you know, um, this was really, really cool to read. I'm a, I'm a writer myself, you know, and I just hope to be in your shoes. You know, there, there, you do kind of get like a couple of minutes just to say a couple of nice things or just, you know, introduce yourself a little bit. Um, really, I take as much advantage as I can. You know, I, I, I don't want to be that guy that's like super thirsty, but I, if I could talk to you for a minute, I would definitely take that chance. And you know, I told them, like, this is what you're doing right now. It's it's my dream. So I hope to one day kind of be where you are. And James was kind enough to not only sign my book, but he was kind enough to respond with, you know, that's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. Maybe one day I'll be in your line wanting you to sign the Batman book that you wrote. Um, just super, super kind. Nice words. Really nice guy. Um, didn't get a chance to get a picture with him, though. Um but definitely will be on the lookout for doing that next year or whenever I get a chance to again. Now, this stuff, this other stuff is really cool. I did pick up some uh, variant covers from a couple artists of mine that were there, like that were really, really cool and nice to meet. I picked up some prints from a handful of artists that I really, really enjoyed as well. Um, I have this Black Cat variant number one, um, which is really, really nice. It is, oh my god, I'm drawing blank on, I think it's Dan Nakamura, I want to say. I'm really, really bad with some artist names. Oh man, that's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, I picked up this variant number one, signed by him. His art is, again, sticks out a lot. It's very unique, and I couldn't, I've seen this uh, cover on his Instagram, and I was surprised that he had it there to like sell. So I definitely had like picked this up, and he was nice enough to sign it for me as well. Um, another thing too, I'm a big Power Ranger fan. Um, there's typically a handful of like Rangers there every year. Um, I have this Power Rangers, these Go Go Power Rangers issue 16. Um, it's a variant cover on the and on it. It's the episode where Kimberly and Billy were turned into bullies and I thought this would be really cool to get signed by um the actors who played these characters and luckily enough uh the actor who played Billy on Power Rangers uh David Yoist was there and he was not only kind enough to sign the book for me but I was able to take a picture with him and his uh, Blue Ranger helmet, which is really cool. Unfortunately, the actress that played Kimberly uh, was not there, so that was kind of uh, that was kind of a bummer. But there'll always be more opportunities. Maybe next year she'll be there. Maybe um, somebody will put in a request if I'm lucky and be able to uh, get this other half signed. That'd be I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, other than that. So this is something that happened that was really, really cool. So a surprise guest showed up to the convention. This was on the second day. And I know because this convention is always three days long, um, typically falls like on a Friday, Saturday to Sunday. 
Um, and I was there Friday, and it was probably like midday that I heard Scott Snyder was going to be arriving to see 2e2 but it turned out while i was in line at the table where he was supposed to be so tables are typically like marked or labeled um by a number and then like the person's name so if you don't know one of like if you don't know one or the other um is going to help you um there's a list of like all the tables by number and that was actually came that actually came uh, or I was able to grab that information online p with the map that I was able to like print and through my job have laminated so I can like have one side was strictly artist alley which is where like these you can uh, where the artists and writers meet uh, and then the other side was just the rest of the convention floor but my main focus was typically is always artist alley so I was able to kind of mark and figure out who's going to be where so I knew exactly what table he was going to be at which was good because somebody else was supposed to be at that table that year but he ended up not being able to make it so that table was just vacant and uh, empty um so there I am waiting at this table there's no name on it um it's just like the the table number just a blank table and people are waiting in line, and I, I was in line for something else, um, but it was still really, I was still lucky because there were people waiting in line for Scott Snyder anyway, and I heard two people walking by kind of like in a hushed tone telling each other that, oh, Scott's not going to be here today, he's going to be here tomorrow. So I said, okay, as soon as I heard that, I just hopped out of line. Scott Snyder, for those of you that don't know, is probably like one of the bigger names in DC Comics right now in terms of writing, for sure. Like he's not that he's like the head honcho or anything like that. He's just really, really good at what he does, which is uh, storytelling. Um, he's probably if in my top five, he's probably number one. But other people may disagree to that. Um, he's written things like Unchained Superman, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that's really what kind of got me hooked in the first place on his work. Um, very famous stories that are now very famous, like The Court of Owls, super good book. Um, he finished his arc not that long, a while ago on Justice League, which I was enjoying very, very much. Um, now he's doing another um, DC, like, events like another dc um i think it's death metal is what it's called now um super looking forward to that it, when that comes out or when i'm gonna be able to purchase that is the question like i said he's like that's the goalpost for me you know what i mean to reach at that level that's like the ultimate like top on the hill you can't get higher than that in my eyes and that's where i want to be one day with my writing and my work that hopefully you guys will get to see soon. Um, I basically came that Saturday for one reason and one reason only, and that was to meet Scott Snyder. So I came home that day, grabbed as many books with his name on it that I could, or the ones I felt that would have been really, really awesome to have signed. So of course I got grabbed Justice League number one and I grabbed Justice League number 10 which was really cool because that's when they were doing like these metallic foil covers and this one just so happened to be gold and it's really cool because it has this uh um cover with like aquaman on it and with the orange and the gold like highlights where everything else is kind of grayed out was really really cool so he was nice enough to sign that while i didn't have it with me i do own one already a detective comics 1000 it's a landmark issue it's about 96 pages i didn't think to bring mine i 
it's something like that always happens. You you try to no, no matter how prepared you are, you're always going to forget something, and you're not going to realize it till the last moment. Um, but lucky enough, he had it there, so I said screw it, and I bought it. And I wanted to have something um, that was specifically him, so I was able to buy the special edition uh, Dark Dark Knights medal um, that has um, not only the Batman who laughs. Um, but all these other like evil versions of Batman on the cover, again, written by him. I was able to get that signed. But the process of it all was very interesting. Like what happened was really, really interesting. So I'm walking, I'm walking around. I'm just thinking, is there anyone else I could talk to? Is there any more time I could kill? Because at this point, he's not going to be, in this point in time, he's not going to be there. And I know he's not going to be there for maybe like another four hours. And I walk past the table where he's supposed to be, right? And I see this couple standing there. And I just kind of walk over gingerly, just kind of, you know, excuse me, guys. Are you guys waiting for Scott Snyder? And they're like, yeah, they're super excited. I guess they, they uh, in meeting these people whose name I forget, super nice couple, super nice people, um, cool to talk to. Um, they had met him before, but they were they were already in line four hours early. And I kind of tell them, like, you guys know you're like four hours early, right? They're like, oh, yeah, dude, but it's Scott Snyder. And I'm like... Yeah, that's a fair point. So in my mind, as I'm standing behind them, I had a decision to make. Am I going to really stand here for four hours and wait for one person? Or am I just going to walk around, come back in like a few more minutes or maybe even like an hour or two and just kind of see what happens? No, I stood behind those people for four hours straight to get my Justice League number one, Justice League number 10, DC Dark Knights Metal uh, number one, and Detective Comics 1000 signed by Scott Snyder himself. This line was massive. It was a huge line. Um, they had to like cut the line in like half and kind of because it was blocking the exit and entrance to like other booths. So people couldn't like, it was like blocking like walking traffic. So they had to cut it and then like scoot it off to the middle of this like open hallway, right? Like this, like, uh, like middle ground area of people like a bit bigger space so they can line up. He was only doing like the first 180 people or something because he was only going to be there for like an hour to sign or something like that. He wasn't going to be there like the whole convention. He just decided to like show up and like come through, which was really cool. And he um, was basically going to do a couple, do a handful, a very limited number of signings and then go to appear on a panel with Jim Lee, who was there. Man, if I would have been able to meet Jim Lee, that would have been amazing too. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, so I'm there. I'm in line. They have these organizers that help them. So there's like this company that basically comes to these conventions, get assigned a specific person at a specific booth, and they basically handle all the money. I'm sure this company must take like a percentage of that through like the convention or through like the people. Um, because you do have to pay for things. Like I bought some books at booths, you know, sometimes you do have to pay for signatures before when that first started, I feel like it was a little outrageous to be like $5 for like per signature. Now it's kind of cool where it's like, uh, depending, it really kind of just depends on the person. Like a lot of people will be like, you know, first book free, any book after that will be like four or $5, you know? Um, I feel bad for the people that come ringing like hundreds of books and there are people that do it. While we were waiting in line, we saw a gentleman take 
two small comic book boxes that could easily hold 100, 200 books easily and start to take them out of the sleeves and pile them up like a, like they're plastic boarding to keep them like nice and in good condition and pile them. And he paid almost like $400, if that, to get them all signed by Nick Spencer, who I talked about as like currently writing Spider-Man. Not, obviously not all of it's Spider-Man, just other works of his. But man, like it, it they make bank. These these people make a lot of money in one weekend for sure. I mean, if if you think about it, if one dude is willing to spend three to four hundred dollars in a day just to get his book signed, and you're there for three days, and there are a lot of people that are like that, and even worse, I feel like they're making a lot of money for sure in that one weekend alone. So anyway, these people that came to like help organize this like situation. Um, divided up the line they got everything set up you know basically like whenever you're going to pay for stuff you 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 pay for them they said you know we're going to take this piece of paper we're going to break it up and you're we're, you're going to be given a number this is your place in line if you leave the line at this point you will lose your number and you will lose your spot and you will be moved uh that's it you have to go back to the end of the line right at at that point he was supposed to be there maybe like within like another hour my shoulders never hurt that badly the next day because i typically go wearing like a book bag and carrying everything i probably could invest in like a little dolly that i saw people had but i just wouldn't trust that you know the backpack is secure it's on my personal person so anyway i was lucky enough to be number two in line uh because the couple in front of me um were doing it together so they counted them as like one scott snyder walks up there was like cheering as he walked up super super crazy like it's literally like meeting celebrities you know only like you don't have to like bomb rush them if you meet them like in person you know what i mean like they're there to meet you as well which was super super cool um i had my books ready you know i paid for my stuff my signatures he was kind enough to do basically i got all these books signed for free because the way that it that they were doing it the what scott was doing it first two books were free anything after that was five dollars but the other two books that i had were actually i paid for and bought them at his table so he was signing those for free as well so i was lucky enough to get all these signs for free i maybe paid um for the two books 20 bucks max you know um, just because it's like there at the moment kind of thing. And to be honest, the Tetra Comics 1000 is a little more expensive given it's like a 90-page like giant book. But anyway, uh, I'm there. They take their picture. They talk with him, the couple in front of me, and they get their stuff signed. They're good. They're on the way. Same thing. I'm just telling – like what do you tell a person you admire so much? You tell them how much you admire him. I told him, Scott, I'm such a big fan of your work. I love Justice League. I love Batman. You know, I'm a writer myself. Like, I'm obviously a bit of an amateur. And one day I really hope to kind of, like, it's my dream to be, like, where you are. And, you know, thank you for doing what you do. And I'm just such a big fan. Um, thank you. Um, appreciate you signing my books and everything. And just being here is awesome. <clears throat> and he took it super well. He was super, super kind and genuine. He just even says, too, like, he ended up telling me, you know, that's... As a writer, 
the best compliment you can get is hearing that your work has inspired others. So Nathan, thank you so much for telling me that. That really made my day. Here you go. Hope you have an awesome day. And I was like, thank you. Could I also, and I, he was kind enough to even take a selfie with me. So that was super cool. That's definitely a moment I would cherish for like a very, very long time. Um, if I ever get a chance to meet him again, that'd be great. And it's really true. Like that is who I want to be, that's where I want to be. Again, I, I, I don't want to be Scott Snyder, but I want my work to resonate with people the way that their work resonates with me in this big, big way. So yeah, um, that was like a really, really great experience. The last thing that I bought was another Batman issue. Um, and I'll touch on this really quickly. Not that it's not cool, but man, that Scott Snyder ex experience was great. I bought a 9.8... Uh, CGC graded book of Batman 44. This is signed by Tom King, the writer. Again, really, really huge writer at the moment. Um, and this is a gold foil variant, which is even better, if you ask me. Um, the, I spend way too much money on this, but I really don't care because what made this book very unique to me is the story itself. The cover is Catwoman in her wedding dress about to marry Batman, and she's looking in the mirror and seeing herself in her regular Catwoman uniform. To my knowledge, and I'm, I'm fairly certain of this, this is the first time Batwoman, there, like, there's been a story where Batman and Catwoman have gotten married or attempted to like marry each other. So I had to pick up this book for sure. I saw it just sitting on his table. He wasn't there, unfortunately, but like I said, these like uh, helpers or like aides that handle money and help sell books to like people like me, um, they were just able to do it right there. It, that line was huge. I wasn't really prepared for um, Tom King. I honestly thought you had to have like a specific pass to meet him. But that line was even massive. And um, I did have a chance to meet him, though, and bring other stuff. But that was during the Scott Snyder day. And I wasn't going to miss that that chance, not me personally. Um, sorry, Tom King's amazing. He's done really, really good, powerful work. Very, very powerful work. Um, but, man, I couldn't miss up on Scott Snyder. Um, overall, this year, honestly, was probably... I had the most fun this year, by far compared to other years um it was the first year that i went by myself which i think was also contributed to it um not that i don't enjoy going with people i definitely do but it's i don't know how to explain it it's fun you know i go there to have fun but there's also these moments of like seriousness that i have to put myself on this schedule to meet the people that I want to meet. You know, some, like I said, Scott Snyder, for example, he was only going to be there for a certain amount of time, you know? And at one point you're going to leave your friends anyway. And just the whole trying to find each other and you don't all are there for the same reasons. You know, sometimes your friends are there to meet celebrities and they're going to wait in that line while you're doing other things. So it's just a, a lot of conflicting interests uh, can like get in the way of everything sometimes. So it's not super, super easy to go with people. Um, but I enjoy it. You know, if there's ever a year that I do feel like, eh, I don't really have stuff I want to get signed or there's people here that I'm not super interested in, which would be hard to like imagine happening. Um, then for sure, I'll go with a massive crowd, you know, just kind of walk around, see what's up, buy things, do just kind of do stuff like that. Um, but I definitely had the most fun this year. Um, but to kind of tie it back to what I said, beyond this being, uh, 
special Super Stack Sunday because I got to talk about my experience. Um, it's Mother's Day today, if you guys are listening to this. And, oh man, there is no easy way to say this uh, without getting like crazy emotional, but thank you to all the mothers out there. If all of them, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, stepmothers, I've been blessed to have not only one mom, but two amazing moms. And without them behind my back, you know, supporting me, telling me to, constantly reminding me to go out and achieve my dreams and goals. My grandmother too, same thing always there for me, always there to listen to me and help me achieve my dreams and just motivate me to do things like this. Where would we be without our moms? Every day should be Mother's Day. You should always cherish your mother. But today, if you're listening, go out, do something special, do something extra special to show them you love them. Even if you can't see them this year with everything that's going on, you know, thing uh, with everything that's going on, um, it's, it's, it's worth it. Cause without them, we would have nothing. And a special thanks to my mom for taking me to my first convention, um, when I was, uh, very young. Yeah. From day one, super supportive in my interest and hobbies and yeah, without her, who knows where I'd be. So to all the moms, we love you. We thank you for everything that you are and what you do. And like I said, we wouldn't be here without you. So that's all I have to, uh, for today, guys. It's a little bit longer. Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a special Super Stack Sunday. So um, enjoy your days with your moms, stepmoms, grandmothers, uh, wives that turn you men into fathers, um, things like that, um, significant others, all that. Just love everybody. Um, everyone be safe and, uh, thank you for listening. Have a, have an awesome Mother's Day.